Stay tuned as we talk about the 23rd Psalm today, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Shalom, and welcome to Messianic Perspectives, a daily program where we look into the scriptures from a distinctive first-century Jewish point of view. This is Liz Aiello. Today, we turn our attention to one of the most beloved passages in all of the Bible, the 23rd Psalm, with our Bible teacher, Dr. Gary Hedrick. I'll be back at the close of the program with news about a special offer. And now, here's Gary. Thank you and welcome, listening friend, to another edition of our program. It's good to have you with us today as we continue our study of the 23rd Psalm. Today we come to verse 1 where David says, The Lord is my shepherd. In Hebrew, it's simply Yahavah Roi or Yahweh Roi, depending on how you pronounce the tetragrammaton. Yahavah Roi, literally the Lord, my shepherd. Now, we talked about this not long ago when we did our series on the Hebrew names of God. Yahavah or Y-H-V-H is the personal name of Almighty God. The Hebrew spelling is yod Hey vav Hey, or if you prefer the Talmudic spelling, the rabbis say yod ke vav ke. It's the same thing. Nobody knows exactly how it was supposed to be pronounced. In fact, that is one reason many Orthodox Jews today will not pronounce it at all, out of fear that they might mispronounce it. But of those rabbis who will pronounce it, many of them say Yahavah. Others say Yehovah. The debate has to do with the uh, pronunciation of something in Hebrew called a kolam. It's the letter Vav with a dot over it, and it's pronounced like an O. So if you pronounce the colum, then it's Yehovah, which sounds a lot like the English name Jehovah. Then other scholars say, no, we should pronounce it Yahweh or Yahweh. But let me tell you the simple truth. No one knows exactly how the personal name of God was originally pronounced. And anyone who tells you he knows how it was pronounced is lying to you, my friend. But this is nothing new. There have always been superstitions about people who uh, discovered the correct pronunciation of God's name. In Judaism, for instance, there was a rabbi named Israel ben Eliezer who lived back in the 1700s. He became known as Baal Shem Tov, which means master of the good name, because he claimed to work miracles and to heal people by using the holy name of God. So this mystical stuff about the name of God is nothing new. But however it was originally pronounced, the important thing is that we know what it means. Y-H-V-H, yod Hey vav Hey in Hebrew, means I am that I am. Or more correctly, I will be that I will be, because it's actually in the future tense. He was, he is, and he will be. He was is Heya in Hebrew. He is is Hove. And he will be is Eyahe. They're all forms of the Hebrew verb to be. So what this name means is that God is the self-existent one. He has no beginning and he has no end. He has always existed and he will always exist. That is who he is. 
Do you remember in the book of Exodus when God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt? And God told Moses, he said, I want you to go to the king of Egypt and tell him to let my people go. Well, you can imagine how Moses felt about that. That would be like you or me marching up to the gates of the White House and demanding uh, of the guard there that he take us to see the president. How far do you think we would get? Yet this is what the Lord is telling Moses. He wants Moses to march right into Pharaoh's palace and tell Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go free. Now, you have to realize that there are about three and a half million Israelites by this time in Exodus chapter 3. They provide slave labor for Pharaoh. If he loses all of that free labor, it's going to have a devastating effect on the economy of the entire country. So everyone knows that Pharaoh is not going to let those people go without a fight. But the Lord tells Moses to march right into the palace and lay the law down to the king of Egypt. Moses is probably thinking he'll be lucky if he doesn't lose his head. So what does Moses say? He says, who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And that's when God teaches Moses a lesson that was very important. That is, who I am is not nearly as important as who he is. And who you are, my friend, is not nearly as important as who God is. Because how does God answer Moses? Moses wants to know, Who am I, Lord? Who am I to lead these people out of Egypt? And the Lord says, don't worry about who you are. I want to tell you who I am. I am that I am. And I will be with you. I will be. It's Yahavah, Y-H-V-H. I will be with you. That is the answer God gives Moses. You see, this holy name of God is like an incomplete sentence. You fill in the blank, depending on what you need. Now, here in Exodus, Moses needed some help. So the Lord said, I am the one who will help you. Moses was afraid to go by himself. So the Lord said, I will go with you. But maybe that's not your problem. Maybe you're not afraid. Maybe you have other needs. But whatever your need is, my friend, the God of Israel wants you to know that he can meet that need. If you need provision, he is Yahavah Yira, the Lord who provides. If you need protection, he is Yahavah Nisi, the Lord my banner. If you need peace, he is Yahavah Shalom, the Lord my peace. If you know you've blown it and you need forgiveness, then he is Yahavah Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. If you are hurting in your body and you need healing, he is Yahavah Rofeka, the Lord who heals you. But here in the 23rd Psalm, he's not Yahavah Yira, Yahavah Nisi, Yahavah Shalom, Yahavah Tzidkenu, or Yahavah Rofeka. Here he is Yahavah Roi, the Lord my shepherd. In Roi, the E sound is a yod in Hebrew. It's called a pronominal suffix, and it makes the word possessive. In other words, he's not just a shepherd, but he is my shepherd. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. 
Now just stop for a moment and think what a radical idea this was in ancient times. Remember that in ancient Eastern cultures, in ancient Eastern religions, especially in that part of the world, they had these impersonal, transcendent deities who were so difficult to approach, who were so difficult to please, who were so difficult to know in a personal way. But the Jewish Bible proposes this radical idea that the God of the universe wants us to approach him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to have a personal relationship with him. The Lord is my shepherd, Yahweh or Yahweh, the eternal one, the self-existent one is my shepherd. The God of the universe is my shepherd. The same one who created the world and everything in it. The same one who flung the stars out into space. The same one who set the planets in their places and started them out in their orbits around the sun, the same one who carved out valleys and mountain ranges and oceans by the word of his power, that same God, David says, is my shepherd. In John chapter 10, Jesus the Messiah identified himself as the good shepherd. He said a good shepherd is one who loves his sheep. He takes care of them because they are his. He's not just a hireling, but he is the owner of the sheep. When the wolf comes, the hireling runs for his life. But the good shepherd is there, standing between the wolf and the sheep. Mr. Wolf, if you're going to get to these sheep, you're going to have to go through me. And Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You see, sheep are incredibly dependent animals, not necessarily dumb, but very dependent. They have to be watched all the time. Years ago, when I was a pastor out in the farm country of central Illinois, there was a farmer down the road who raised sheep. He said, Preacher, you've got to come over sometime so I can show you my sheep. So Ralph Wilson and I went over there one day, and he showed us how he had to watch those sheep constantly. They would get tangled up in the fence, or uh, they would find another way to get into trouble. He also had to watch what kind of weeds grew out there in the pasture, because the sheep can't tell the difference, and they might eat something poisonous and die. Another thing he said was that they cannot fight. They have no claws. They have no fangs. They have no way of defending themselves. So the sheep are almost totally dependent on the shepherd. We're the same way. No wonder David used this analogy, because we are like sheep. Isaiah 53, 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him, the Messiah, the iniquity of us all. Well, that's all of our time for today. Next time, we will continue here in verse 1. Until next time, this is your friend Gary Hedrick saying, God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gary. And thank you, listening friend, for tuning in today. It's always good to have you with us, whether you're listening from home, at work, or in your car. This is Messianic Perspectives, and you've been listening to Dr. Gary Hedrick talking about the 23rd Psalm. If you enjoyed today's program, you'll be glad to know that the entire series is available on Compact Disc. When you write or call, just ask for Gary's series on the 23rd Psalm. 
It's available for your gift of just $6 or more to help us keep this program on your station. No book in the world is more beloved than the Bible, and no chapter in the Bible is more beloved than the 23rd Psalm. As Gary says, for thousands of years, the 23rd Psalm has been a refreshing stream from which tired and weary pilgrims have quenched their thirst. Maybe you know someone who could use a little encouragement right now. Why not order this series for your discouraged friend or loved one? This could be exactly what he or she needs to hear. When you write, just ask for the series on the 23rd Psalm. We have yet another resource we're making available. It's Philip Keller's best-selling book entitled, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. Mr. Keller was a shepherd for many years in South Africa and Australia, and he draws on his personal experience to bring new light to the 23rd Psalm. It will help you understand the 23rd Psalm like you've never understood it before. We're offering this classic book for just $7, including postage and handling. That's the compact disc for $6 and the book for $7. Just visit our secure online store at MessianicSpecialties.com to place your order. If you would prefer to order by mail, just address your request to Messianic Perspectives, P.O. Box 345, San Antonio, Texas, 78292. To order by phone, use our toll-free order line from the U.S. The number is 1-800-926-5397. And as always, when you're in touch with us, please mention the call letters of this station. If you're listening to our webcast or podcast, we need to know that too. I'm Liz Aiello. Join us next time, won't you, as Dr. Gary Hedrick continues our series of studies on the 23rd Psalm, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Messianic Perspectives is sponsored by CJF Ministries of San Antonio, Texas, and is made possible on this station by the free will contributions of our listeners in this area.